I thought my jokes were bad. What? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. As far as I'm concerned, that's America's ass. I refuse to play your Chinese food mind game. No! Hate us, cause they ain't us. They hate us cause we ain't us? And then, <laughs> I'm gonna come in there, and I'm gonna put my foot in your ass if you say and then again! Balls that I have to fondle to get my very own movie. I can't tell you, but it does rhyme with Welcome back to Studio 151, guys. It's the spring semester, which means we'll be having new people, but not today. So, it's me back, like always, Jenna. I don't know who I am today. I don't think I'm anybody. No, I'm, no I can't be that. That's transphobic. So, <laughs> we're going <laughs> to... a great start. <laughs> you want to introduce yourselves? I am Caleb. I am Chorus. Yeah, I was going to say, like, maybe I'm T. And I was like, that's, no. Oh, I could be T-E-A. Look at that. Wow. I I censored myself. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I can be T. But I was like, I'm not on T. Nor would I need to ever. All right. So, <laughs> now this is awkward. None of the way. I might just cut all of this and make us reintroduce ourselves. Um, What are we talking about today, guys? Nikki Tutorial. Yeah, you guys could sound less awkward. Like it's not like we haven't done this before. Uh, <laughs> it's been a long day. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, right. So for those of you guys who are unaware, Nikki Tutorial or Nikki de Jagger. I'm assuming it's Jagger. Something like that. Um, I wasn't gonna try. Yeah. If it was two G's, I think it'd be Jagger. No. Um, she is a YouTube beauty guru. She is Dutch. Um, she's a makeup artist. She does beauty vlogs. I love her. Um, she gained popularity in 2015 after her be- The Power of Makeup um, video went viral. And so she's done multiple collabs with different beauty brands. And she's just been an all-around um, cute fun-loving person up until recently when I she, mean she's still when she had well yes she's still a cute fun-loving person but I think she was like less fun-loving in that video because she was pissed um do y'all know what I'm talking about yeah. there's one of y'all want to so explain th- what's th- going on with Nikki she recently <laughs> came out as transgender after being blackmailed into it by people we don't know but she took control of it in her own way and came out before she could be before other people could out her yeah, yes. I think yeah. What I, I understand of the yeah. situation. I believe she said that she was going to do it eventually, but she wanted it to be on her terms. I mean, she has a following of like what, 12, 13 million? I think it it definitely went up after she came yeah, out. Yeah, so um I think as of what it was, it was 12.2 million subscribers, but let's go check to see if that's still the case. She now has 13 million subscribers. Yeah. So oh. she gained a million subscribers wow. off this. So that's positive. I guess. Yeah. And now she no longer has to, like, hide it. Yeah. And yes. there's no longer the threat of blackmail. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. also, she couldn't control it, which sucks. Yes. Yes. But it's also kind of opening up, like, the discourse on that and getting people to realize, like, the threats that trans people are, like, living with, um, with coming out and, like, 
the dangers of it. So a little background. In her video, she explains that she has basically been a girl, at least in her mother's eyes, since she was conceived. Yeah, um, because it was her mother like talked to a psychic or something. Yeah, she said she talked to a psychic or something like that. Or she every, was just every trans person I know has a story like this. Anyway, continue on. <laughs> but yeah, but she says, um, <laughs> I would not know. But yes, but, uh, but so she says that her mom never had any ultrasounds or anything like that because she was just convinced she was going to have a girl, and then she popped out, and her mom was like, oh, um, oh well. But she said by the time she was six is when she started telling her mom that she was a she and that she wanted to grow her hair out and she didn't want to, like, wear trousers and be a very yucky boy. Um, I'm not saying boys are yucky, but boys are yucky. Um, and then by the time she was nine, she started growing her hair out and wearing it longer and, I guess, more femininely. And then by 14, she was fully transitioned in the sense that she just went by she her pronouns only yeah. dressed like a girl um and doing all these things she also started um estrogen when she was 14 and growth blockers so that she would not be as tall as she is and she's already six two so maybe she would have been much taller if she had not been on growth blockers and then she said by the time she was 19 18 or 19 she had fully transitioned and we're gonna assume that's top and bottom surgery but again that's none of our business because you don't have to have top or bottom surgery to be trans so or to be a woman or to be a man so there's that so that's the broad strokes of this we're gonna kind of dive into some of the responses via twitter and Instagram and all those things and then kind of have our concluding thoughts before popping into some other little smaller media segments that we noticed. So was there, was there anything interesting that you guys found? Because I know, Caleb, you're a big Twitter and TikTok. I, he, he is the residential. <laughs> even though I... So I'm usually the residential brown person who's like, yes, don't say this because offensive. Caleb is like the residential trans person who has to be like, hey, don't say this because it's offensive. But I also think it's funny a lot of the time. So there is a problem there. But <laughs> I can recognize when it's like too far. Um, I mean, I think the worst thing is the fact that like this. The, my least favorite thing is all the people that are like, oh, I could totally tell she looks so masculine. And I'm like, no, she, you you only say that you can tell because now you know. Yeah. Yeah. There was only like one time like. So, yeah, there's only one time that when she said that she was trans in her video that, like, my brain was like, oh, well, that makes sense. Because I think, like, your brain tries to make things make sense even if you understand them. Like, your brain works faster. Because they're, like, so Patrick Starr is another beauty guru mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. YouTube. I do not think he is trans. I think he just enjoys makeup and wigs and... He's feminine. Yeah, he's but, feminine, but yeah. like, but I don't think he's trans or anything like that. Um, but I there's a video, there's like a video of them. I think it's together maybe, but they're both about to like put on their wigs and their hairlines were like similar. And my and then my brain like being like I think maybe fourteen or something at the time was like no, I was like sixteen at the time or something like that. So I was like oh, hmm, those look similar. Anyway, I was like maybe that's how everybody's hair looks under a wig. And then I just left it alone and I just never thought about it because again, it's not my business. And then going back and then hearing, like, watching her videos, my brain was like, oh! And I was like, no, 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 no. No, 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 brain. It's not correct. 
Yeah, it's just a weird situation because I didn't watch her videos. I saw like one or two because they just like looked interesting, but I wasn't like a Nikki Stan or anything. <laughs> and then I watched that video of her coming out, and I was like, I mean, it makes sense, but also like there's plenty of women who are cis that look exactly like her. So yeah, yeah I was asking. I know like maybe three people like off the top of my head that look just like Nikki tutorials. So it honestly did not even like cross my mind at all. And even now, like, I, it, it still doesn't even register with me because I only see her as a woman because she is. She is. <laughs> yeah. She is. yeah. There, there you go. Let's talk about some of the reactions and backlash. But see, I don't really think, so, like, the only backlash I have seen has been for other people who make dumb decisions and say, <laughs> yeah. dumb, and say dumb things. So apparently the co-founder sister, so the co-founder of... Too Faced, which is a beauty company that Nikki has actually done a collab with in the past. The co-founder's sister, who I think also works for Too Faced, said something really stupid on Twitter right after she came out. And I think she said, ah, no, she changed her profile to say, let's be clear, I love trans people and dislike anyone who lies to hurt others, period. Um, after she responded to, I guess, Nikki's video saying transgender, huh? Question mark. That's not the only thing she's been, all caps, lying about. And um, her brother was like, so? As much as I love my sister, she gotta go. So, <laughs> so she was promptly fired from her job. Um, and I don't feel bad because you don't say, like, I don't know. My dad has always told me if you're gonna be stupid, be stupid in private. Yeah, yeah. Twitter is too much power. Like, <laughs> like be careful about what you put in writing. Like, I could be the homophobic person known to man, but you would never know because I'm never gonna put it in writing. I'm not at all. What did they expect to happen? I don't know. Like, I think she retweets. She wanted the retweets. I'm assuming. Because <laughs> I don't know what else you would get out of that other than the retweets. But like, it doesn't matter. Wouldn't, wouldn't you know that like in this day and age, that's not how you get retweets? That's just, no, I don't think some people get that, though. That's how you get fired? Yes. But I don't think some people get that, though. And I think some people think they have so much power, they're not going to get fired. Like, I feel like she thought, oh, my brother works here. So, I should be fine. And then her brother went, yeah, no. no. Her brother's like, I love you. We've been siblings for, I don't know, 25 years now. Nikki works for us. You can't be. And the thing is, is like, if you want to call Nikki out about lying about things, cool. But, You're allowed to call people out. You don't but, lie but about your gender. You don't. Yeah. And you don't use her coming out and her being forced to come out as a way of being like, she lies about other things. And it's like, no. It goes, <laughs> I'm like, congratulations, Nick. But, uh. There's some things that the public should know. And, I was, and we would be like, like what? What do we need to know? Because we didn't even need to know she was trans because we, it's not important. Yeah. I not. mean, like, I guess it's, it's important for her to be out and be proud, but it's not important in the sense of, like... Like, it's important in terms of, like, trans representation, yeah. but... It's not important. Like, we've never seen her as anything else. Like, she's never presented herself to the world as anything else than a woman, so why would it be a thing? It didn't matter, like last week no i saw her video that she posted i think week before last and i was like oh look at her and then i scrolled right past because i didn't i was like about to go to bed and didn't want to watch a makeup video that i would have been super invested in but then i was like oh okay and then i like got on twitter and i like what was it 
Tuesday morning, Monday morning, or something like that. Something. Something like that. And it was, they were like, Nikki Tutorials came out. And I was like, excuse me? I was like, out is what? Is she a lesbian? Because we need more. Um, that was actually <laughs> something brought up today, anyway. <laughs> but then it was like, no, she's not. And I was like, darn, we lost one. And that was, in, that was it. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to convert a whole woman to homosexuality, or at least bisexuality, because men suck. Let me not say that. Men don't suck. Some men do. Men have a complicated history. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a complicated history within themselves as well. Okay, so what are some things that you guys saw some reactions, positive, negatives? Uh, trans Twitter went crazy. That's all I got to say on that. Trans Twitter was like, oh, good for her. We're so proud. If any one of you says anything transphobic, we're breaking your kneecaps. Oh, <laughs> nice. Love a good little bit of violence. Yeah, I do not follow the trans community on Twitter. So, Clara said she found some interesting information about the dangers of coming out yes so so i discovered something that is still a thing in the stage is the gay slash trans panic defense so essentially it's this like method used to um like excuse or to get like a lower sentencing for um like assault or murder by claiming like temporary insanity or shock over somebody's sexuality or somebody being like trans so for instance like finding out you know your boyfriend is trans or whatever and then killing him and then using that like shock that instant shock as like an excuse like i didn't know what i was doing kind of deal mm, which he's is trans so i murdered him yeah that's what yep. it sounds yes. like um, um and it's i believe it's not a thing in eight states um, however, here in Oklahoma, it is still a thing. Well, that's not surprising. Yeah. So it's just kind of really upsetting because, like, first off, like, it's not anybody's business. Like, Caleb, like what you said, like, representation is important, but I don't think it's, like, a big deal. Like, everybody who's trans has to come out. Like, no, because that's their personal business. Um, and it's just sad seeing that somebody's identity is being used against them through blackmail or as an excuse to kill or harm people. There's a documentary called Paris is Burning that goes into drag queens. Mm -hmm. And I think one of them is a trans, yeah, uh, Venus Extravaganza, who's a trans woman, is one of the like people focused in that documentary. And she was murdered because she was trans. Pose is a FX show that dives into ballroom culture in the early 80s like it's like in the middle of the AIDS crisis so it's like early 80s and then the second season is like late 80s and I'm assuming the third season is going to be like 90s um, going into 2000s which is going to be super exciting um, but I also am very sad because I know one day they're going to have to kill off Billy Porter's character simply because he have old age or because of AIDS and I'm sad um, what Pose does is Pose takes these stories about trans individuals that yeah these are trans individuals they're not always drag queens but trans individuals whose lives have been turned upside down and they put them into storylines the Venus extravaganza that is a storyline um that is dealt with in season two with a trans woman named candy she is because what happened with venus is she was prostituting herself or she was seeing this guy it was one of the two and uh he found out she was trans, um, murdered her in this hotel room, kind of like hid her body. It was either in the closet or like under the bed, then like left, right? But I think what it was was like, I think in the show, Candy had like a, was like staying there to do like her business or whatever. So 
the land, like the motel owner knew that she was like in and out and knew she was trans, so didn't really care what was going on and was like letting her whatever. And so when her friends come around to be like, we haven't seen Candy in a while. Can we check the room? He was like, no, you cannot. You're not allowed to check the room and stuff like that. And so then they finally, I think they either sneak past him and check the room or he ends up having to check the room himself because like they put the inkling of worry in his head. He finds her dead in like the bathroom, I think, in pose. But in real life, I think Venus was like under the bed or something like that for like four days before like, I guess, smells finally got to people and was like, they had to go check it out. And that's like really rough. <clears throat> yeah. There's also an episode on pose about them killing a straight man and putting his body in a uh, chest that they hide. But this is also a true story because what happened was in this one, I can't remember the woman's name, but she was trans and she was in love with some man and he became really abusive and she got tired of it um, and defended herself one day and killed him. But she also realized that being a trans woman, killing a man would not look good and she would probably go to prison. So she like wraps his body in some type of thing that will preserve the smell and all that other jazz and put him in a trunk. Well, no, I think she, I think in real life, she shoved him like in a closet somewhere, like had him bound up in this sarcophagus type thing and bound him somewhere and like was in a closet for decades. Um, And it wasn't, yeah, it was like, it was even like, like two decades or like a full decade. And then when she died and like all the people came in to go through her stuff, they just found the bones of this person in her closet. Yeah, in Pose, it, they do the story with, I think it's Dominique's character that plays her. But she's a dominatrix. And what happens is one of her patrons takes a bunch of pills. She has him like tied up some way. So when he like starts to OD, he can't take whatever device is on him off. So he like, chokes on his own vomit and dies and they cannot know that this trans woman who technically isn't allowed to be trans who's also a dominatrix killed a man she like takes his like she gets like help from the other trans woman and like finds some like old like i think it's like ecuadorian tradition or whatever and wraps his body up in this cocoon thing shoves him in a chest and sticks him in the closet it's wild but that's woman helping woman yeah but but like so but in pose i'm not sure this is like what actually happened in like real life but in pose the like ecuadorian tradition or whatever that they like wrap the guy in is what ecuadorian women do when their husbands are abusive and they finally kill him they'll do that and they'll like cut his place in the wall and put him in the wall and tape it back up and i was like what this is probably accurate but yeah <laughs> this is very wild this took a very sharp turn um but yes so this is not the first time like someone's been blackmailed or um not or like outed and then has like lost things close to them um and stuff like that not being able to like control your coming out is probably the one of the worst things so I feel bad for her on that because, yeah. like, she did the best she could because, like, she's the one who ended up she ended up coming out more on her own terms by making it a video and that, like, wasn't sent to, like, media. But the fact that she 
didn't do it when she wanted to. Yeah. I agree. Um, I also saw some things. I can't remember the exact name. But, I mean, people can lose their jobs mm-hmm. and their, their livelihood um, through being outed like that. Yeah, I think I found the article you were looking for that you mm-hmm. at least got that one name from. And they yeah. have Tracy Norman, and she was the first black trans woman on the box of Clairol. And she yeah. lost her career when she was outed in the in 1980, and there's a similar storyline with that on Pose. <laughs> like literally, I'm like, well, like I literally, that's what Pose does. They take they take historical things and put it in the show and make it super dramatic, and then at the end of every episode, they put a quote on the screen, and usually the quote is from the person whose lives they're imitating oh, in the city. Do you think Nikki Tutorials is going to become a Pose episode? Potentially, depending on like how far they go. In with pose because because like I'm assuming like because they have to stop it's they don't I mean they don't ever have to stop but I feel like because it's an anthology ish in a way or so I feel like they're they'll probably have to stop when they get to like present day yeah so or at least whatever or they might just keep it in like they might go to like 2000 and just keep it there until the dawn of time but. I don't know how long Pose can run. I mean, I like I know how long Pose could run, but I don't know how long like creators and producers and things would want to support it. If that makes sense. Yeah. Because like you're telling the same story four times. He goes, "We're trying to get something a point across." <laughs> it's the, the same thing happens yeah. all the time. The oh. first transgender murder of 2020 happened in Oklahoma. Oh great! Really? Yeah, I cannot remember the guy's name. But I remember that it w- he was a taxi driver in some town kind of near Tulsa, and he was murdered. They're not sure if he was murdered because he was trans, but he was trans. Okay. Oh, right. Fun, fun fact. Oh, I'm so sad. Okay. <laughs> Dustin Parker. Sad. That was it. Dustin, Dustin Parker. Parker. Um, but yeah, but looking at this list, there's like, so Tracy Woman was the first black woman on the bottle, on a box of Clairol. Like, they have that, that Poe storyline with Angel, and she's the first trans. But I think there's another woman who did exactly what Angel does on the show, but, like, Angel's the first trans woman to be on, like, a Wet n' Wild um, campaign. Um, and But nobody knows she's trans. They just think she's a woman because she passes very well. Um, then they're talk about April Ashley, who was a trans model who was outed in 1961. Caroline Cossey who appeared in a James Bond film before she was being outed and her whole career disappeared overnight. Then you have, like, the 99 film Boys Don't Cry, which, if you watch it, be prepared to, like, sob your eyes out for, like, the next three days because it hits so hard. Unless you're just, like, an evil, malicious person, but, like, it hits and you are sad. Um, But that follows... Brandon Tina um, was a trans man in Nebraska who was assaulted, then raped, and then murdered in 1993. <sighs> After his assailants found out he was trans, so and, um, and it was people he knew. It was he was ow. friends with them, and when they found out he was trans, they just yeah didn't like him. Transphobia exists, and I will never judge a trans person for wanting to live stealth and not have anyone know that they're trans yeah because bad stuff happens i do have a question Mm -hmm. so um a lot of what we looked at is like 
um, like trans women, do you think that there is more of a discrepancy with like like trans women versus like trans men mm, having these yeah. issues? Yes. Um, I can't speak to this from personal experience, but what I've seen is most times when men transition into being women, when men, air quotes, transition <laughs> into being women, uh, air quotes, like, because they've always been women, but, like, when they transition, it's, like, it, there's, like, an offense that happens. It's, like, because you're, you're denying all the things that you have with being a male and giving them up to be a female, and that, like, causes issues um, with some people. Then you have, like, some women who just think because you have a penis or had a penis at one point, you will never understand what it's like to be a woman, which is also not true. Yeah. Um, It might have been easier for them earlier in their lives, but if they are able to then pass, or even if they can't pass, like... If you can't pass, I think it's even Yeah, it's even worse. Um, I know... What is her name? Gigi Gorgeous. She's another mm-hmm. trans um, beauty guru. I remember she was denied. Ac- she had some events scheduled, I think, in some Asian country, and they found out she was trans. And like, she like got there, and they found out she was trans, and they like took her passport, and she could not leave the country because they found out she was trans um, for a little bit. So. Yeah, I feel like there's more stigma of you transitioning into a woman than there is transitioning into a man. There's this weird thing amongst, like, trans men where nowadays... This used to not be a problem, and then I think 2015 it became this thing where everyone's like, oh, trans guys, they're actually just girls who don't like, like... Societal standards. Societal standards and stuff like that. And I'm like, "Uh, no... I don't think anyone would pretend to be trans if they weren't. So yeah. there's this a weird like, thing. This isn't like queer baiting. <laughs> yeah, like there's this weird thing that popped up recently, but it's still not like violence. Because like trans women, especially trans women of color, have the highest like murder rate in America. That's so sad. Yeah. It's sad and like really disheartening. I hit myself in the eye. It's, <laughs> sorry. It's sad and really disheartening, but like, you don't know the it's also like something that i've noticed because when i got into pose i made an effort which i mean i should have made probably made an effort before that considering how i consider myself an ally but i made an effort after i started watching pose to become more involved with these communities that i don't ever have to be involved with so like i'm i pass for a straight woman like it's just like, and I pass for, because I am femme presenting, so I never have to deal with, like, the stigmas of being queer and not looking like I'm queer, if that makes sense. I don't ever have to deal with, oh, you're a dyke, and you want to be a man so bad, and it's like, no, they don't. They just don't like dresses, and they don't want to paint their nails, and they might like long hair, but they don't want more makeup. Like, it's just that's just what they want to do and because I like girly things does not mean I inherently want men (laughs) even though I have to tolerate them anyway but yeah so but like when I dived dived when I dove deeper into like trans women and 
non-binary women and getting into that type. Well, not you can't be non-binary and be a woman, um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, but like non-binary we, individuals. Yeah. Um, so that's when I learned more about like the violence that trans women go through. It was it was at first it was the thing of like, oh, I follow people in the gay community, so I hear about it occasionally. To you have India Moore, and she sits there, and she will post the pictures of the women who were murdered. Um, she'll be like, this is her name, say her name. She is X number in 2019 alone. Um, and then she did, then like she and um, a MJ Rodriguez and Angelica, they all went and they did, they did these things. And like I, like I wasn't shocked but, like, at the same time, I was kind of blindsided because, like, you hear about it and, like, you see, like, on Twitter, um, because I'm, like, I follow parts of gay Twitter, you hear about all the trans women that get murdered and things like that, but you don't ever, like, have to engage with it unless you, like, are actively seeking it out. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was my experience with it. Uh, there's a few trans subreddits. I know Reddit's, like, it's got terrifying. It, it got its <laughs> issues, but there are a few trans subreddits, just like the r slash trans. Um, it has like seven A's. Anyway, um, that's actually kind of a good resource just to like learn more about the lives of trans women because there's a lot of trans women on Reddit. You can always ask questions too, but don't think... Excuse me. It's the same thing I say about being like the residential black person in an area. You can ask questions, but I'm not like the end all be all. There's you, no guarantee you'll get an answer. Yeah. yeah. Like you can ask and you might get an answer, but you might get an answer that another person will not give you. So like I know for me, people are like, can I say the N word? And I'm like, no, you cannot. Never around me. And then I have other black friends who's like, oh, yeah, I've known this white person. I've known them since I was like four years old. They can say it. And I'm like, no. <laughs> it was like, cool, they can say it around you, but if they're around me when they're with you, they can't say it. And if they get mad at me for telling them that they can't say that and you don't defend me, we're not friends anymore. So it's the same way with being queer. It's the same way with being trans. If, like, just because Caleb says it's okay for me to call him girl, even though I never, even though I'm not saying it in the sense of like, oh, Caleb's a girl. I'm like, it's like, it's never said like that, but I know some people have heard me say it and they pull me to the side and they're like, you know, his pronouns are not, I'm like, I know what his pronouns are. I'm not, this is not girl in the sense of like, he was born with XX chromosomes. It's it's like the G-U-R-L kind of. Yeah. And so everybody's like, so... It's things like that. Because I, I know some people who, like, I've said that to, and they're like, no, I don't even want, like, the slang term associated with me. And I'm like, okay. And you have to respect their boundaries. So, yeah. Jen, is there anything else? Were there any hot tweets you guys saw? Blair White, oh, who please, said... Please. <laughs> yeah, we're starting off wrong. I wanted, to, I wanted was, to ignore her. That said Nikki Tutorials was lying to her boyfriend. Uh, no. And that's all I gotta say. No. I am a firm believer that trans people don't, if they've had lower surgery and are living their life as the gender they identify as, and there's no way that you can tell they weren't born that way, I don't think you should have to disclose it. That might be a controversial trans opinion. It might be, but that's also how I feel, and I'm not trans, so I don't have an opinion on the subject. But 
Yeah. Um, which also makes me so concerned because isn't Blair trans? Yeah, Blair White is trans. Yes. <laughs> Cloris did not know this, but yes. Yes. I was going to say curse words, but I can't. No. Mm. But she's going to keep quiet. Um, all trans people have an interesting relationship with Blair White. There's like a few trans YouTubers that every trans person has like an interesting relationship with. Yeah. I've heard positive things about her in some regards, and then I've heard very negative things about her. Like, there's a few things she says where, like, tr- a lot of trans people are like, yeah, that's something I agree with. And there's a few other things where we're like, no. That's yeah. I think something that's, like, really hard for people who are not trans um, and not queer, well, no, sometimes queer, is that we think all queer people, trans included, even though they're not queer in that sense, um, like, have to be open-minded and extra liberal and that is just not the case it doesn't matter like and Blair is like a very like she's a very stark example but she's not the only person who was an example of I am LGBTQ and I have very damaging opinions on some things I will say say she took down Jessica Yaniv and I support her for that but everything else I'm just like who is Jessica Yaniv Jessica Yaniv is a person in Canada who wanted to throw a topless pool party for children and claims to be a trans woman. Huh? Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait. So she's she's a pedophile claiming to be trans. Yeah. To throw... No. Okay. Yeah. No. So... Okay. There's a lot to unpack with that person. I can give Blair her props for that. Because... No. Because... I will say it once, and I will say it every single time. Pedophilia is not a part of the LGBT community. It's not. None of the P's in the long acronym stand for pedophilia. None of them do. It's pansexual. That's the only P I know of. I think it's pansexual (laughs) and panromantic. I think those are the two P's that are associated, I think. Let's, yeah. Next topic, because <laughs> I'm, I'm not about to. I'm not, I'm not about to get myself in trouble. <laughs> Something like that's P stands for. I'm like, like oh, polyamory. Oh, polyamory. Is that yeah, one of them? Maybe, maybe there's three P's. Who I, knows? I, I, Look, we can accept polyamory. Us queers, we don't even know the acronym. <laughs> we sit here and we go, oh, is that a new letter? That's why I just go LGBT plus. <laughs> I, I think LGBTQ plus, and that's where I leave it. And I remember at one point, I was like, yeah, LGBTQIAA. And everybody was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. There's another A. And I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on, what? <laughs> they're like, yes, you're forgetting about it. I said, I'm not forgetting about it. Like, this is why sometimes I'll just say the queer community. I know that, like, some people have an iffy relationship mm-hmm. with the word queer, but I will also have to say it's a lot easier to say the queer community. Yeah. Than anything else. Yeah. So, umbrella terms. Um, <clears throat> I saw a lot of people coming to Nikki's defense on Twitter. I had to scroll a long way before I found a negative comment on the YouTube video. So. That's good. I didn't go through her YouTube comments. I was I went through Twitter because Twitter is what told me that Nikki had to come out. And I was like, some, <clears throat> I was something about her being blackmailed. And I was like, what? And then I was, and then I went to her page, and then she said, "I am me." And had the little rainbow, and I was like, "Is Nikki gay?" Like I said, I got really excited. <laughs> and then um, I went to her page. She's like, "I'm trans," and I'm like, oh, "I'm still excited." Um, and so, but I was like, "Wait, she got blackmailed." So then I hopped on Twitter, 
and got very angry. <laughs> and I said, if you're one of the people who outed Nikki or who tried to blackmail Nicki Minaj, just know your mama didn't raise you right and you should be ashamed. <laughs> and that's what I said. And that was the tea because I was mad because I was like, nope, like, nope. Like, maybe that's how your mama, your mama, your mama raised you, but she didn't raise you right. And that's all that matters because, uh-uh. So, yeah. Mm. Thoughts, feelings, opinions, all upset. <laughs> I was upset that she had to be outed this way. <sighs> but enough of that. Let's move on to some happier topics, guys. What's going on in the realm of media that you guys are loving right now? It's a good question. <laughs> I, I don't think nothing has it's happened. It's uncut been. gems. Okay, but there's still things to be upset about with that because Adam Sandler got cheated. Out of an Oscar. <laughs> yes. He deserved it. Yeah, he did. I haven't seen it. So the emotional quick. range. I mean. I've never seen Adam Sandler actually click, but click is still. Tr- <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say I've never seen Adam Sandler in a movie where he has to like have actual emotion, and then I was like, well, there's click because click made me sob. I, I don't know if y'all remember how the movie like how like the movie, like the whole peak of the movie is like before like it ends on a, on a happy note like. That whole like stints, the whole like like ending climax, I sobbed like the whole way through it, and it was so bad. I cried at Cars three the other day. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. We all have our moments. But no, I'm being serious. Click got me. It was that. It was that scene where he's like, is it his daughter's birthday? It's something like that. But what like, but he would always fast forward to the things that he thought were like super boring. So then eventually the remote realized, oh, he thought anytime he had an argument with his wife, it was boring. Anytime he his daughter was having a birthday and it took too long to open presents, he thought it was boring. Like and so he was like fast forwarding through these like major points in his life. So then he ends up like divorced and he has no relationship with his kids. And it's and like you get like real heartbroken and he's like at one point he's sitting somewhere and he's like being all sad and then it like spoiler alert for a movie that's like almost 20 years old he like turns out to be like asleep like he's like he's dreaming and um like he wakes up in like an ikea where like he and his wife and children were and all this stuff and i was like oh okay but like i was distraught i think adam sandler movie and the first two that pop into my mind are like jack and jill and Bedtime stories. Mm, mine's Happy Madison. The only one I can think of is Bedtime Stories. Oh, so, like, going from, like, knowing Adam Sandler from Bedtime Stories to watching Uncut oh, Gems. Yeah. <laughs> but then I can't picture anyone else playing that role That's other than Adam Sandler. Yeah. yeah, no, because I, when I saw the trailer for it, I was like, this is not something I'm going to watch. But then I was like, but Adam Sandler being in a dramatic role, I love it. It, it works. great, yeah. Then there was that one scene when he was like, he went into the apartment and he was like hiding in the closet and he was watching his girlfriend. And I was uh, like, this is a little bit. uh, I was uncomfortable because Adam Sandler kind of looks like my dad. Oh no! (laughs) So how do you feel about him being naked in a trunk? It was. We don't like to talk about it. Okay, good. (laughs) I don't. I can't think of any other like new media that I've watched recently. Are there any trailers you've seen that are kind of interesting? Oh, that the Promising Young Woman movie. I do <coughs> want to watch that. And then I think I... Yeah. Okay. Did that movie 1917 come out? 
Oh, the the war one. Yeah, I think so. Because it was nominated before it even came out. Yeah, it's out now. I don't know when it was released, <laughs> Caleb. <laughs> Um, it was it was released on December fourth. Good thing we're doing in, a whole separate. in London. So wait, is it uh, not even? It's in. It's like they have it showing in Tulsa somewhere, but it at least it released. It's supposed to be at Circle Cinema. Mm-hmm. It said it's released December twenty fifth. Yeah, America. so at least uh, on Christmas yeah. Christmas here. Mm-mm. Good mm. thing we're doing a whole separate like Oscar episode. Uh, yes, yeah. okay, stay tuned for that. Um, let's see, Birds of Prey. Have y'all seen those trailers? I saw I've one early, I think earlier today, actually. Okay. How y'all, are, are you guys kind of excited about the, How do y'all feel about Margot Robbie's Carly Quinn? I think she's pretty. Okay. <laughs> and that's all I got to say. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I mean, Harley Quinn's one of my favorite, like, DC Comics characters. So, so how is that the only opinion you have? Because I'm bad with comic opinions. <laughs> Ouch. Okay. Um, I don't know how I feel. Um, Kaylee Cuoco voices Harley Quinn on like the DC show that Harley Quinn has. And I like Kaylee Cuoco's voice. But I'm not sure if I like her voice with Harley Quinn. I feel like I know... I know that Harley Quinn a lot of times becomes just like a weird like pretty psychopath and like that becomes like the archetype she plays but like in the comics her character is a lot more like complex so hopefully they make her complex in the movie i'm afraid that knowing hollywood they won't they definitely won't but does birds of does the harley quinn and birds of prey did that does that have a female director it's produced by margot robbie um I think it's, yeah, like, mainly a woman-driven project. Yeah, the hmm. director is okay. Kathy Yan. Yep, and okay, then it's nice. produced or, or produced by Margot Robbie, Sue Kroll, some, someone named Brian Uncles. Okay. Hmm. But, yeah. And it's written by a woman oh. based on, yeah. So I feel like... Okay. I mean, when I watched the original trailer, I remember seeing a bunch of things on, like, Tumblr and things like that where they're talking about the differences in... Um, Birds of Prey, um, Harley Quinn, and Suicide Squad, Harley Quinn. Like, in the difference in her outfits and the way her hair is cut and things like that that show her as, like, a person and not as, like, a sex object. Because, I don't know if y'all, if you guys saw Suicide Squad. Yeah. Regrettably, yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I don't dislike that movie. I like that. I like it more than Batman v Superman. Um, yeah, I did not even see that. <laughs> um, and I like it more than, you know, I get more than Batman v Superman and more than <coughs> Man of Steel 2. Has Man of Steel 2 come out? Is it the Man 2 Man of Steels? Or am I just, or, or is my brain mixing up? <laughs> the only DC movie that I've liked so far has been Wonder Woman. And I guess the Batman That's movies, awesome. but. Yeah, like Dark Knight. Yeah. Yeah. No, there hasn't been a Man of Steel 2. Okay, cool. So it's only Batman v Superman I don't like. <laughs> I do not like that movie. Justice League was okay. Um, Aquaman was good. Wonder oh, I did Woman like Aquaman, but I think it's just because I thought Jason Momoa was hot. Well, we all think Jason Momoa was hot, but that doesn't mean he can't act. Anyway, so um, I'm just now waiting on the Flash movie to come out to see if I like Ezra Miller as the Flash because I really don't have oh. any opinions of Ezra Miller as the Flash. I like Ezra so. Miller, and I like the Flash, so hopefully yes. it'll Yeah, work. so that's how I feel about that, too. I like Ezra Miller, and I like the Flash. I don't know how I feel about Ezra Miller in... Um, 
I don't set up series of unfortunate events. Lord help me. Um, <laughs> in uh, Fantastic Beasts, yeah. I don't know how I feel about him in that. He's like a sad e boy, and it makes me really, <laughs> makes me really, really uncomfortable. Um, I liked Ezra Miller in um, the Stanford Prison Experiment. I did not watch that. I but had, it was a good movie. Okay. He mm-hmm. goes crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did well, like him in Parks of Being a Wallflower. Yeah. But I also was really paying attention to Logan Lerman because I had a real big crush on Logan <laughs> Lerman. So, ugh, God. Logan Lerman and Hoot, guys. Let's just talk about it. Anyway, the, done. Um, I only know him from the Percy Jackson movie. Um, oh. He was also in Hoot, and I, like, forgot that that movie exists. And then I watch it, and I'm like, oh, baby Logan Lerman. And Logan Lerman's, like, three years older than me, I think. Let All me right. check. Watch it. I'm like, 45. And I'm going to be upset. <laughs> But he's in a new show called Hunters on oh. Amazon Prime where they hunt Nazis. I'm down oh. for that. So I'm super, nice. I'm going to watch, I'm probably going to start that this weekend while I'm doing homework. He is 27. He is not three years older than me, like I thought. Oh my God, he's the same age as my sister. He just, well, no, actually, he's going, he's about to be 28. So, yeah, he turns. He looks younger than that yeah though. he got baby face really he's got, he got baby face yeah he turns 28 on unless this is let me do my math first of all i want the harley quinn jacket sorry i was still like, oh, the, the, <laughs> the bomber one i found i found it for sale on hot topic for 89 <laughs> <Hot> <laughs> a time to be alive yeah so he'll be 28 on sunday um, making me very, very sad because he's so gorgeous. <laughs> I need to stop liking older men. I need to stop liking men, period. But, you know, we can't help it. It's like, this is how I know sexuality is not a choice. Yeah. Yes. I don't think anyone would choose to be attracted to men. As a man, I don't think anyone would choose to be attracted to men. I feel men. like this is going to be the episode that they're like, you know what? Studio 151 is done. <laughs> We can't look. Y'all. I love. I love men. They have their moments of greatness. I'm attracted to them. Um, but sometimes y'all speak, and I'm like, do y'all even like yourselves? Do y'all even like? The answer is no. Do y'all even like women? Like that's like sometimes it's like look. ah, you must be five eight, weigh a hundred and forty five. <clears throat> sorry, a hundred and twenty five pounds, and you must have a shade of eye color that will complement. Most of the shirts that I own that you're going to steal from me, and you're just like, oh my god. See, yes, I'm not sexually attracted to men, and I think the reasons why are very <laughs> obvious. I kept <laughs> sex out of this to keep it PG-13, but okay. <laughs> Sorry, you can cut that out. <laughs> I'm not attracted to men at all. <sighs> Sorry, guys. Am I sorry? Not really. No. But yeah, but what were you saying? <laughs> yeah, you just have to check. That I'm was that the statement? It's obvious. Yeah, I should say. Look, my <laughs> I love men who love their wives. Like, oh, yes. yes, like Will Smith. <gasps> like the people who, like the or guys who are always Jason like. Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa. Yeah. Have you heard his love story with Lisa Bonet? Oh, so sorry. Continue your statement and then I'll tell you. I was going to say, like, just like John, people like John Mulaney, like Seth Myers. A lot of comedians seem to love their wives. Um, but, like, the people who just always talk about, like, their wife and how much they, like, love spending time with them. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's that's good. Or the comedians who make fun of their wives. And not it's not good. And it's <laughs> not. No, no, no. Comedians who make fun of their wives in a way that's like, she is a human. But here's something dumb that she did that I okay, think yeah. is really dumb. Yeah, that's fair. 
that's okay. It's what John Mulaney does. <laughs> like his wife is like, stop telling this joke. <laughs> You're like, but look, it's <laughs> making funny. <laughs> Not a married man, <clears throat> but Keanu Reeves. Yes, he's a man I can get down with. Mm-hmm. Isn't he like in? He's, other, he's not married, but he's been he's, in a relationship yeah. with some woman like for like ever, and she's, she's gorgeous. Yeah, she's super cute. Anyway, but yes, back to Jason Momoa. So basically, Jason Momoa is married to Lisa Bonet. If you don't know who Lisa Bonet is, she played Denise on the Cosby Show. If you still don't know what that is, I'd recommend you watching it and try to wipe every single bad thing about Bill Cosby <laughs> out of your head before you watch it. It's really hard for me to watch that show because I grew up watching that show and I loved it. But now you hear all the bad things about Bill Cosby and it makes you hate the show. Anyway, but so she played Lisa Bonet. She was gorgeous in the late 80s, 90s when she was like a teen. She's gorgeous now with the cheekbones that could cut my soul. Um, but yes. Welcome to the Loving Woman podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> women loving women. Um, but Lisa is, she is 52. And Jason Momoa is like 30 something. Jason Momoa, actually, no. Jason Momoa's in his 40s, right? I don't think so. I'm probably wrong. Jason Momoa just made 40. He's going to be 41 this year. So, yeah. So, he grew up watching Lisa Bonet on The Cosby Show and fell in love with her. And he said that he told his mom when he was watching the show one time, he said, I'm going to marry her one day. And his mom was like... Oh, that's so cute because you have a crush on Lisa Bonet. And she's like almost, she's like 17 years older than him. So, yeah. So, um, fast forward many of years later, he becomes an actor and all these things. And he is at a party and Lisa Bonet is there. And he said that he's having like this fangirl moment because like he's like loved her on screen since like he's been a child and now he's like he has the opportunity to meet her and he's like freaking out and he like doesn't talk to her or whatever and it passes by or whatever and so then he goes to another party like maybe a couple weeks later or whatever and she's there again and this time like she talks to him and they ended up like going like not home together but like going out after the party and like having to get to know each other now they're like married and they have two kids and i think it's a perfect love story because he loves his wife he he told this story he told like that story on ellen and i like was in the like watching it with like not a kleenex i was like i want to love like this i want someone to see me and i was like 17 and be like i love this person it's not gonna happen we all just want wholesome love we also yes we do wholesome unrequited nope not unrequited wholesome reciprocated love yes that's all we can ask yes okay um have we seen the more the morbius trailer no. 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 Okay. I have to sneeze. Okay, went away. Um, so, Morbius is a comic book character from Marvel, and he is like a living vampire. So it's really cool. It's pro- so the movie's coming out. I think this summer. Um, and it's starring Jared Leto. So now Jared Leto is in the DC universe and the Marvel universe. Um, he is playing Morbius, and basically it follows a man. Oh, it follows a man from his journey of being a very sickly man to becoming a superhuman living vampire thing. Um, he has a blood disease or whatever that in the comics makes him look like. 
sorry. He's like, he has a um, he has a blood disease that makes him look like a uh, that makes him look like a vampire, which is weird. Like in the comics, but so in the movie they don't do that. It just makes him look really, 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 really sick. Um, and so he figures out he like uses bats, I think bat bat blood or something like that, bat DNA to like help cure his um disease. And then he realizes that if he uses live bats, it should really it should help way better. Um, so he does that and ends up becoming um, basically a half human, half vampire bat thing, um, where he looks very very attractive um, after looking like a skeleton for the majority of the trailer, <laughs> and then like gets has this vampire bat venom thing in him, and now he looks like a very attractive man who is able to conquer the world, and now is super strong. Um, but y'all haven't heard about that, so I was going to ask y'all's no. opinions on it. No. Uh, there was, when I went to go see Uncut Gems the other night, mm. uh, there was a trailer for a movie called Saint Maud, mm-hmm. which is a, I think, I think it's A24, if I remember correctly, I think they said it was an, okay. A20, it was an A24 film, and it's like a horror movie, and it looks really good as, like, as a person who's a fan of horror, it actually looks like a good horror movie and not, like, ugh. what was it called? Saint, Saint Maud. Maud. It's kind of culty, but most A24 movies are culty. <laughs> movies are culty. Yeah. Oh, Hereditary was just a cult. It's yes. It follows... Oh, no. Did you know Midsummer's on Cane Flicks? Yeah, Midsummer's. I need to watch it because it's on Cane Flicks. It is so good. I'm yeah. go- am I going to be scared at night? Um. Okay, so... That's a I yes. That's a yes. Okay. That's it's a well yes. Not, it's not thing. a horror movie yeah. in like the typical sense. I mean, okay, look. It's I... Watched Get Out and um, Us and did not have nightmares like other people did. Like, I know Us really freaked some people out. And for me, I was like, mm, I don't care. <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I know some I people were, like, scarred by Hereditary, but Hereditary is one of my favorite films. Same here. My thing, I'm just very sensitive to, like, violence and gore. So if you're sensitive to that, then it, you're going to have issues with it. But, like, I was still able to get through it even mm-hmm. though I have issues with it. Yeah, I I'm, love, still, I'm love so surprised you got more. through it too. Yeah, I mean, I looked away a lot of the time. Yeah, because <laughs> I still need to see it too. Who, wait, was it, it, was, it, was it just you and I on that review then? Yes. Okay. Okay. I think, I feel like, I can find I it online. I feel like you can stream it somewhere. Like, I, can, I swear I, I saw it. I can find Is it. Is it also on Caneflex? It probably could be. I, I, but I don't, I don't think it's even digitally released yet. It could be. Who knows? Girl, anyway, that movie was good, and I liked it. It was scary. Not I, really. I feel like Actually, we've upped it, our expectations for horror movies recently. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, it, Paranormal Activity used to be like, oh, that's, that's a peak <laughs> horror movie, and then oh we were like, no, we're not taking that anymore. Yeah. I remember the first time I watched, what was it, like, The Orphan? I was like, you know what? Horror and I are done. I was like, That gave me nightmares. I was like, like I am never again watching anything horror-related in my life. I wanted to cry. Also, um, there is a real-life person who is doing the sa- almost the same thing that the yeah. girl in Orphan was doing, and I am terrified. The bird scene really messed me up. <laughs> I remember the you first time I saw You say the bird that. scene, and I think of the Victorious episode. <laughs> I rewatched Victorious recently. <laughs> in one of the episodes, she has to do the bird scene. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> That's a deep cut that I <laughs> did not even remember until you said something. Okay. Continue, Gloria. 
Oh, I was going to say that the first time I watched <laughs> The Orphan, I was at a sleepover in, like, fifth grade. Okay, what 10-year-old is playing The Orphan for all of her friends? Their parents were there, too. And we watched that, and we watched Trick or Treat. Do you guys remember Trick or Treat? I do not remember Trick or Treat. Oh, it's disgusting, because, like, within the first, like, it's basically, like, a series of, like, I guess it's kind of, like, little short stories, I guess, um, that are all related to Halloween, and, like, one of the first ones, this kid eats, like, a bunch of chocolate, and then he just starts, like, projectile, like, vomiting, and I think he dies <laughs> afterwards, but it was, it was, it was awful. I'm like, like, I can't, I'm not I can't a fan. Again. Let's no. change, let's change the subject <laughs> to, um, the upcoming Sonic movie. I love the, <laughs> I love the redesign. I'm glad yes, that they, yeah. uh, I'm glad, I'm very, cause did you hear that, like, the, com- the same, it, like, went out of business? Yeah, the same production company that, like, originally designed Sonic with that horrible, long-legged, weird humanoid face, they went back and made him look like an actual hedgehog, um, like the, like, the cartoon or whatever, and, like, Two to three months later, like the entire studio, like shut down. Oh my yeah. god! There's also the new Pixar movie coming out, Onward, about the blue troll looking people. Mm. I do want to see that. That does look good. Have y'all seen the new mutant trailer? Uh, no. Because there's a new new mutant trailer that came out. Um, I think a week ago, and so now New Mutants is coming out in April. Even though they pitched it, like the first trailer came out, I want to say like three years ago and then we never heard anything else about it like let me see antonio and antonio banderas is in it what (laughs) says antonio banderas is a new mutant girl who are you playing I'm just reading what Google's telling I'm me. I'm sorry. That's. I mean, that's fine. I completely, I completely believe you. But then I'm like, who? Who are you playing? It doesn't say. It just says Antonio Banderas. It doesn't give like a character or anything. Oh, there's a Quiet Place Part Two. Yeah, that's coming out. The, yeah, Ooh. but the first New Mutants trailer came out in 2017, and then it just disappeared off the face of the earth. And now it's coming. Now it's coming out in April. Wow. Isn't there a Dune movie? The Dune. I want to say that they're making a new Dune movie. For what? <laughs> like, Cloris looks so confused. Yeah, there is a Dune. Okay, yeah, Dune, 2020. Yep, I'm right. Okay. Dune, the famous sci-fi novel. Oh, apparently Zendaya and Timothy Chalamet are in it. Oh, and Jason Momoa. Oh. Ooh, this sounds... And Oscar Isaac. <laughs> oh, my God. And Rebecca Ferguson, but Rebecca Ferguson be hit or miss with me. She be making me upset. I hope they make Oscar Isaac gay. That pissed me off with the Star Wars movie, anyway. Yeah, and that'll be covered next week <laughs> on that episode. Okay, so outside of movies, is there anything else media-related that you guys are super excited about before we hop on out of here? Coachella. The lineup for Coachella was released. Mm. Oh, And yeah. uh, there's some interesting interesting artists, I must say. Um, I was pretty excited. One of my favorite bands is playing, which I thought was interesting because I did not see them as a Coachella type band. But mm. oh, okay. Um, There's also the anime. Oh, Hatsune Miku. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> What's that? Um, it's Vocaloid. Mm. You know what Vocaloid is? I think so. I don't know. Let me think. Okay. Is it music? It's like yeah, but it's like all like. Explain you know what I it's wish? It's like electronic. 
Yeah, I'd say, like, electronic. Like, it's not a real person. Oh. But it's just this, like, stand-in character. Mm. Yeah. You know what I want? I want Coachella's Instagram so I can see just the picture. Because when you look at the lineup, it gives you, like, the digital format. And I'm like, look, I cannot look at all of these people. And understand what's going on. Um, oh, Ari Lennox is going to be at Coachella. Uh, Brockhampton is going to be at Coachella. Oh, yeah. So is Big Sean and Big Wild. Uh, a band called Pup oh. is going, which I think I find interesting because they're like a punk, like mm. new age punk band. So, um, Calvin um. Harris, Carla Redemption, and Cashmere Cat and Charlie XCX are going. Quite a bit of 88 Rising. Whoa! Conan Gray. I just, I was looking at him. I was like, mm, what a cutie. Um, City Girls and the Baby and Daniel Caesar are also going. I really wish I could be excited oh. that Daniel Caesar was going. Mm. Oh, Doja Cat? D- Doja Cat? Oh, I'm not scrolling. I'm not, I haven't scrolled down far enough. I was like, where do you see that? Um, Dead Duck Sauce. I've heard they're pretty good. Like, I read through it, and I'm like, oh, I recognize, like, you know, some of these names, and mm-hmm. a few of them, I'm like, who are you? It makes me feel terrible. LOL, Frank Ocean's supposed to be there? Will he actually show up? Will place, he? Place your bets now. Place your bets. FK Twigs is going to be there. Girl in Red. They're really... Whoa. I thought Coachella was homophobic. <laughs> why, are they have, why do they have so many gay artists? Because Beyonce came there and said, y'all got to switch some things up. She said, I will never be back if y'all switch it up. Jesse Reyes is gonna be there. That's <laughs> me. Yeah. Lana Del Rey. Lil Nas X. Not surprised. Not surprised. Lil Vert. Lil Lil, Lil Uzi Vert gonna be there. Joji. Oh my God. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. <laughs> Look, there is somebody called Mannequin Pussy. Um, oh. <laughs> I have have t- um. Epic High is going to be there, which is very interesting. They're a South Korean hip-hop mm-hmm. group. They're not K-pop, but I just think it's cool. Oh, okay. Um, Meg Thee Stallion's going to be there. Olivia O'Brien and No Name are going to be there. Look at these. Look at them giving, like, semi-indie artists. Not Olivia O'Brien, but No Name. Giving them a platform. Orville Peck. Princess Nokia's going to be there. And Pink Sweats. What does Pup sing? Hmm? What is what is a pup song that I would know? Um, is that one of them? <laughs> no, because the I'm trying range. to think of one that you would know, but I they're not quite like popular enough for people to know them. They sing kids morbid stuff. I think those are those are probably my two favorite of them. Mm-hmm. Um, is Carly Rae Jepsen making music again? Yeah, she really? had an album. She had an album come out. Um, what was the album that had sour candy on it? Oopsies. Um. Not, no. Oh, Rage Against the Machine. No. They're really going for the emo kids this year at Coachella, aren't they? <laughs> yes. Carly Rae just had an album called Dedicated that came out when? It says 2019, but I need, a, I, need a, I need a month. Oh, girl, that's not helping me. Sometime in 2019, her album came out called Dedicated. Rex Orange County is going to be there. Cuckoo. Oh, my God. She hasn't released an album since Emotion? Wow, she's missed an album in four years, um, but now she's just another album. So going back to what I was looking at, I'm surprised Roddy Rich is gonna be there. 
Because I don't really know what... <laughs> Viagra boys. Okay. What? The oh, Viagra boys. Hmm. Oh, Summer Walker's going to be there. And Sway Lee. And Young Blood. They're really going for the emos, okay? Young Blood is good, though. The Regrets. I feel like I know who that is. Hmm. YBN Corday. I don't like him. But I guess it sets for somebody. Who's whipped cream? Oh, Travis Scott's going to be there. Look at this. This, this lineup's pretty good. I feel like it's very different than like other Coachella lineups. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wasn't Didn't the yodeling kid go last year? I think he went for, with someone else. I don't think he was supposed to be there like on his own. That makes sense. Maybe. 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 I don't know. Who will I know? Who really know? Is there any music y'all listen to that came out recently that y'all like? And then we'll we will wrap it up with music. We'll like fully with music. Um. Oh, there is a band I found recently, which is a very indie punk band mm-hmm. out of LA called Frat Mouse. Okay. Uh, they recently came out with their album. It came out like literally last week, and it is very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need to remember what the name of it is called. Mm-hmm. It oh. Is Something I did not do, but I really think we should have done it was the Spotify wrapped episode. Mm, we didn't yeah. like, mm-hmm. I don't know why we didn't come in here and do that when literally everything would have been right there for you. Uh, <laughs> I will let you know my top artist of the decade was Panic at the Disco, and I don't know how that happened or how I feel about it. My top artist of the decade was Sarah, Sarah Borealis, and I was like, ah, my sad girl <laughs> came out. Because I listen to her all the time. Like, I'll listen to her to go to bed. I'll listen to her to, like, jam out in the shower. What were your, like, top three songs of 2019? Let me... I gotta... gotta. Because I'm not sure this is, like, in actual order or whatever. But, like, mine are all rap songs. It's um, Hot Girl Summer (laughs) by Nicki Minaj. I think it's very funny considering how that song has not been out all 2019. Um, Nights Like This by Kalani. And then Act Up by The City Girls. And then it's followed up by Ed Sheeran, I Don't Want Your Money, and then Kevin McHale, Help Me Now. <laughs> Look at I had uh, Through and Through by Kai Dreams, mm-hmm. which is, you know, some good lo-fi ukulele. Yes. And I had JFK <laughs> by this band called Ben Steller. Nice. Uh, and then Are You Bored Yet by Wallows. Nice. Followed up by more hipster punk music. I use Apple Music, so... <laughs> did, they, did they not give y'all an up, uh, like your artist thing of the year? I think I, I thought they did. I don't know how to find it. Oh. I <laughs> so. thought they did, but like it wasn't as cute as like does like yeah. um, Spotify. So everybody was like, "Oh." Yeah. I will, however, plug a band that I really listened to a lot and love a lot um, throughout 2019. They're called Laundry Day, mm-hmm. um, and they're this like little band out of New York. Um, they make really really good music. There is a yes. meme song on my top. 2019 playlist mm-hmm. and I regret that but it does kind of hit hard so which one it's a uh, you reposted in the wrong neighborhood nice one 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 of the ones I thought was gonna pop up on my uh my top playlist but it didn't was Jesus is the one because it's it's I think it's by Kenny Beats and somebody else but it's ridiculous thoughts on Billie Eilish I don't know and that's the truth I don't know my thoughts on her have you listened to her? Yeah. Yeah. I like 
some of her m I feel really uncomfortable by the fact that a lot of it is a 17 year old talking about sex, especially a yes. uh, bad guy, which I feel is very BDSM centered, and she oh. is 17. Yeah. And well, she's 18 now. She, now she yeah, is, but she was 17 when she made yes. it. Yes, no, no, no. That, that part is true. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. I So I look. I am not the best Christian, and I will give that to, I will tell you that now. But there was, so like, when I saw her album cover for, um, what is it called? What was her album called? I have, I have, uh, her album was called, um, oh my God, it's not Ocean Eyes. What was her album called? Every, oh, uh, When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? Mm -hmm. Um, I was like, oh, okay, Billy Eilish came out. And then I saw the album cover and I said, nope, can't do it. Um, because it's her sitting on a bed in white with like her eyes rolled back into her head. Or it's like a, D or it's like a CG effect where they like white out her eyes. And she has this really crazy smile on her face and I couldn't do it. It freaked me out. And I was like, oh, this is the devil's music. Can't do it. Um, and then I was like, let me stop giving this little girl uh, crap because... I didn't even listen to her music. Maybe she's not speaking about the, about the devil. And then I got to the song, All Good Girls Go to Hell. And I was like, all right. Um. <laughs> but I will say the album is good. How, did y'all listen to the album? It is good. Parts I do. Listen to some. I like Zanny. Didn't think I was going to like a song called Zanny. <laughs> Zanny. Um, um, I liked that one. Mostly because I don't, I maybe I need to pay attention to the lyrics more. But like <laughs> the lyric of um, I don't need a Zanny to like have fun or basically, that's basically what she's kind of saying with Zanny. I was like, oh, I like that. I, I do like her song Copycat. It was the, yes. like one of the songs she made before she got really big. Uh, I will say I do like that. I do, yeah. So when I went back, so I did her entire discography because that's who I am as a person. When I when I want to go into like looking up people and what they sing, I did their entire discography. And what I what I do is if like you release an album in 2019, I and then you have singles from 2019, I will cue the singles into like the thing. So basically I make a whole 2019 playlist of like Billie Eilish and listen to all of it at one time. Um, cuz that's what I did cuz I went um, I did when we fall asleep, where do we go? And then I know I queued in Bad Guy with Justin Bieber and Everything I Wanted, which did not know Everything I Wanted was Billie Eilish because I all I've seen it on is TikTok. And I don't know if Caleb can attest, but everybody uses it to be super melodramatic and sad on TikTok. If you're using a Billie Eilish song on TikTok, you will be melodramatic and sad. I did not realize that. They used, they used Everything I Wanted. There's some gay um tiktoker who uses it and he like has a storyline where he gets voted prom king or is he trans he can be trans also if you go on like the trans tag a lot of the trans tiktoks are very very sad yeah it's, yeah it's like yeah but i think he's trans and he gets voted prom king or whatever and like but they're playing everything I wanted in the background. And then in the course of the video, he gets the crown. He puts the crown on. He, like, is really happy. And then the football player beats him up. So then, like, the next, like, jump cut, he's, like, covered in, like, blood. And you're like, what? And then, like, two days later, he had a follow-up where he, like, duetted with himself. And it was, like, the perspective from the football player. 
And so, like, the football player beats him up because the football player is gay and is in love with him. And I was like, Hold That's an on, overdone what? cliche that I'm tired of. Yes. And I was, like, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I was like, the queers cannot adopt the, if he doesn't like me and he's mean to me, it means he likes me. I don't want the queers to adopt that. Because the straights, we had it for so long. And yes, I can say we because I was straight for so long. <laughs> they had it. And then we had to unlearn that. And that was hard enough. Huh. <sighs> Sorry, I can't really Being upset. trans can be fun. Don't let TikTok fool you. I have a laugh about it. Oh no, there's like I like we said I follow like Alan Belmont or whatever his name is. Yeah. Um, he's soups cute. I think he's really really cute, and that's why and that's why I follow him. But um, he's also like really funny. So I have a good time with him on there's, TikTok. There's 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 some fun laughable trans moments. Yeah, and then there's like a bunch of like the sad ones just wrapped in, and you're like. Yikes! And they all use Billie Eilish songs. Um, but yeah, but I did listen to "Don't Smile at Me," which is the EP that Copycat is on, mm-hmm. um, and the, it's the "I Don't Want to Be You Anymore" song. And so I was like, Ah, yes, maybe I do like Billie Eilish. Um, I liked her, but like, I feel like she's always kind of overtaken the whole like emo. Why is like, she sitting depressed? under? Oh my god! I just noticed this. <laughs> I'm superstitious, and she's sitting on, like, she's literally in her album cover sitting under a ladder. She hates me. <laughs> she wants me not to like her. But I feel like she's, like, kind of taken over. Like, it used to be the edgy 13-year-old girls would listen to, like, 21 Pilots, and now they listen to Billie Eilish. And I feel like it's easy to hate the people that edgy 13-year-old girls are listening to. But I don't hate them because <clears throat> of that. I don't, I just, like, when people, I don't know, it's a thing about when people get really popular... I just don't it's give so them. It's so much easier to hate them. It's not, it's not, I don't, but yeah, but the thing is, I don't hate Billie Eilish. I just never gave her the time of day. Yeah. Because it was like, this isn't my type of music anyway, so there's no point. I do stand One Direction. I know they don't exist anymore, but. That's the only correct way to do it. Also, over Christmas break, did y'all see Harry over here being a plum fool? Ugh. No. He was on. He was on something, and they were asking him about like his bandmates or something like from One Direction and he had to like name them all and he was like Niall, Louie, Harry no he's like Niall, Louie, Liam and then he goes and who's the other one? Ringo Starr or something like that and we were all like what the man like what are you doing? And we were like I was like Look, I know you're upset that Zayn left before you could leave so you couldn't make your grand exit. I get it. But Zayn was always the bad boy. But, like, (laughs) y'all literally set him up to be this way. They made... Also, I saw this on Tumblr, and I've never felt so seen in my life. The fact that they tried to make Harry Styles the whore of the group and not Liam Payne himself, I don't understand. They They tried to push on to everyone that Liam Payne was the nice, cute one that he was super sweet, that Harry was the whore, that Zayn was the bad boy, and that Niall was just the... the ab- good Christian child. Was he the good, the good <laughs> Christian one? He didn't have tattoos. He I still know doesn't. That, I, he still doesn't. I know that much. And uh, I Maybe he doesn't have a tattoo. I don't know. I don't... I remember his. watching something where he was like, I don't want a tattoo. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's fine. Um, he was the, the cute. I just remember the first tattoo Liam got was the arrows on his arm. Yes, I used to be a One Direction stan. <laughs> I went home. Let me tell you, I went home today, not today, over Christmas break. And I like started taking stuff off my walls because I was like, I'm getting older and I might not come back to my house for anything other than like Christmas breaks now. So I need to have taken stuff off my walls. And 
the amount of One Direction things are just around my room. And I always forget because in the summer I don't sleep in my room because I just like camp out in the living room and watch TV out there and just sleep in the living room upstairs. So I forgot and got in my room and was like, oh, they're everywhere. I I don't want to sound rude, but I should have known that one of my best friends in high school was gay because of the amount of One Direction that he knew. <laughs> that is stereotyping. But we're, we, we queers can do that. Yeah, um. we can stereotype ourselves. <laughs> if, I'm a, sorry, if you know the entirety of One Direction's disc- discography, I don't think you're straight. I mean, I, I would... Look, in high school, I was a straight, and that's why I knew all of One Direction's discographies and was in love with it. And them. And, yeah, I probably shouldn't have been. But, yeah. Any other final thoughts? Any last-minute things you want to plug before we get out of here? No. Y'all always no. looking. Y'all look into like the dead space. I'm, I, I'm trying to think. Mm. I mean, Caleb, what's want, the poll on your door today? Uh, what social media do you prefer? It's mm. between Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Tumblr, Reddit, and then one other one. Mm. I can't remember what the other one I put is. Mm. I, whenever I go past Caleb's door and um, I, like, go to put my little vote, if I don't like an option, sometimes I'll add an option. That's fair. <laughs> so yesterday it was, like, winter or summer, and I was, like, spring slash fall. <laughs> <laughs> and so I added that, and then I walked past later on and somebody else had put a check mark. Yeah. I was like, yep. I did say, because when I put, the, I put the new one, I'm like, it, did you like the new Star Wars movie? And I put yes or no, and I was like, wait. Even I don't fall into one of those categories, so I got to put it's complicated on the bottom. <laughs> yeah. It's like, sometimes I'll add, sometimes I'll vote more than once, because sometimes I'm like, the, the options are just too much. <laughs> I like to be inclusive. <laughs> yeah, like, there was one time, and he was like, what kind of drinks do you like? And somebody put sparkling water, and somebody, like, off to the side wrote, yuck. And I said, how dare you? <laughs> Someone put LaCroix. I am okay with sparkling water. I am not okay with LaCroix. LaCroix is good. LaCroix is good. It it takes a second for it to hit your taste buds, but it's good. It's good. I don't stand, but I, I love it. I have been thinking, should I put one of just, like, sexualities? But I feel like that might be, like, a little invasive. But also, I want to know. I want to know what the what the, what the spread we got. I think you should. what you should put is, um, the question should be, are you a straight? And then put yes or no. And that's the easiest way to do that it. That might, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Okay. Ending on the polls. So you can respond to this on whatever media platform we put it on and say what social media you prefer. Out of three. I'm going to make it three. Instagram, Facebook. Now I'm making it four. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Snapchat. Or Snapchat. Yeah. Those are the big four. There we go. Even though I don't think anybody under the age of 28 uses Facebook like that. But you'd be surprised. Okay. But yeah. I think that's it, guys. We're going to wrap it up. Y'all gonna say goodbye, or y'all gonna just like oh. let the people just <laughs> fade <laughs> into <Goodbye>. nothing? <laughs> uh, cold clothes. <laughs> um.